Welcome to The Book Report, the podcast where we do book reports on books we haven't read since the last time we did book reports. My name is Natalie, and my pronouns are she, her. My name is Twin, and my pronouns are also she, her. Do you remember the Animorphs? Neither do we. This week, we are reading The Pretender by K.A. Applegate, written in 1998. Do you remember what happened last time? Last time was the conclusion of uh, the David trilogy. Mm-hmm. the horrid David trilogy. And yep. I don't know that we need to summarize it because I think we're both glad that that's over. I would say war crimes, the trilogy that feels felt like war crimes, war crimes and personal attacks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The trilogy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's it. Let's start Covers the new all. chapter of the Animorphs. Uh, hopefully we, this is not a trilogy, right? No, 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 no. Oh, thank this God. is just a okay, one-off. Great. Great. It would be hard to miss um, the trilogy, I think. I think so, too. All right. Well, I wrote a book report. Do you want to read it? Yeah, I do. Let me scroll to it. Hold on. Okay. Natalie's book report. Let's see. This week, we read The Pretender by K.A. Applegate, the first book in season three that doesn't involve David. Tobias is having a bird life crisis and is unable to hunt because he's feeling insecure about himself. There's also a bigger, better bird in his territory, and that isn't helping matters. He finds out from Rachel that some lady named Arya has been looking for him, and Chapman is spreading the word. Arya claims to be his long-lost distant cousin who wants to take him in. All the Animorphs are positive it's a trap, so they plan accordingly and approach with caution. Tobias meets with a lawyer who tells him that Tobias's father wasn't his real father, and his real father left him something mysterious, which will be read uh, out on Tobias's next birthday, which is in three days' time. Tobias is very confused and flies off to do some thoughtful bird spirals or whatever. He goes to the hork Valley hoping that he'll, ha- he'll make him feel better, but instead they tell him they have a lost child and needs to find the kid ASAP or they'll all be turned into controllers and the Animorphs could be discovered. Tobias and Rachel spend the day following the mysterious Arya around and follow her to a sketchy roadside zoo attraction thing where they see the baby hork in a cage. Um, Arya is interested in it and wants to take pictures but doesn't seem otherwise suspicious. For some reason, the Animorphs think this is a coincidence and move forward with their plan to free the baby hork Action sequences happen that result in the baby being taken by the Yurks to a secret Yurk hideaway and Tobias being very upset. They infiltrate the secret Yurk hideaway and again, there are a lot of action sequences, but the end result is the baby is saved and Tobias sees Arya flying in on a helicopter and realizes that Arya is actually Visser 3 in a human morph. The next day, Tobias goes to the lawyer's office as planned, knowing that Visser 3 suspects him of being an Animorph and that this is definitely a trap. He learns from the lawyer that his father is Prince Elfengor, the same Andalite that gave him morphing powers. He left a letter for Tobias explaining that he didn't want to leave, but he had to, and he erased Tobias's mother's memory of any trace of Elfengor. When Tobias doesn't show a reaction and says that this is all crazy talk, Arya, in parentheses, this or three, quickly loses interest and allows him to leave. Tobias copes with this new trauma by killing a mommy rabbit and forcibly adopting her babies. Right? Wow. This is great. Thank Natalie, you. I, I think this is so good. I don't, I don't, I think I'm going to give you just an A without needing to be talked into it at all. Wow. Oh, fantastic. I didn't feel it, like convincing you. So I'm glad I earned it on merit. <laughs> I think you earned it. It's very funny. It's, it's accurate. You didn't talk too long about action sequences because I don't find those that exciting. Yep. Um, the only thing you could have done better is you could have called the sketchy roadside zoo Tiger King because that was definitely a Tiger King zoo. It was. Yeah. Like, like the probably the guy who she was talking to was Joe Exotic. I agree. I agree so, completely. Actually, that, that could help us uh, triangulate their location. Yes, you're right. <laughs> it would add more credence to your Florida thing. I believe he was in Florida. 
Absolutely. Yes. Great. Yeah, so no, I mean, that's, that's the story. It's mostly a lot of Tobias being like, who am I? Yes. That's kind of it. Yeah. And you know, this is not Tobias's first book of being kind of angsty the whole book. Um, that's kind of his yeah. aesthetic. His it very is. first book was like a meditation on humanity and like, you know, he he like becomes fully a bird and tries to have a, a bird girlfriend. He totally does. So I, you know, all that being said though, I don't really mind angsty bird aesthetic. No, I don't mind it at all. I don't think yeah, I liked this book. I thought this book was really I, I actually have to say this book was super different than the one that came before it. Oh my God, couldn't um, be more different. Mm-hmm. And I think that you and I had a lot of discussions about the quality of that trilogy and like, was it good mm-hmm. or bad, especially because the books that came right before it were really good. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of a return to form. Like it's kind of a wild story, I but agree. I was, this is pretty good. It's pretty um, good. Mm-hmm. And I also, I like hearing about Tobias really struggling with his sort of identity and his status because he is in a weird position as the bird guy totally as Birdman. So. yeah well uh cool. we have a couple new characters and species so first we have uh, a new morph cafted which yes. is this or three's morph yes um i can find the description of what the cafted looks like oh i just um, found it wow i clicked to a random page and i was on the wow. right one. um do 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 hold on a second here you go i'll just read the morph sequence Mm-hmm. Poor, stupid hork Bajir, Vizier 3 said, dripping fake pity. You can't even appreciate the magnificent of this morph. It's called a kaftid. The Vizier's andalite head narrowed and stretched forward till it looked like the head of a seahorse. You know, with that rigid tubular mouth, his neck elongated. Two leathery wings that could not possibly have allowed him to fly grew just behind the head. His four-legged body mutated, growing a fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth leg. The tail disappeared altogether, and where there had been blue fur highlighted with tan, there was now a green, slimy, frog-like skin. I'll tell you, I read this, and I thought, ah, flying frog spider. No, thank you. No, no, it was no good. Mm-mm. It sounded gross. Uh, not into it. No, no, thank you. Yeah. I hope so this that's... is the only time we ever see this. Yeah, no thanks. I don't want the kefted anymore. Um, the other two characters that we get are two Horkbajirs, mm-hmm. Toby, who is Toby, the... who I we've briefly heard about before i believe in the beginning of the yeah. chronicles yeah we actually like talk to her and we learn and that she's a seer 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 she's the seer yeah of that generation she's the powerful hork of that generation mm-hmm. um and also baby beck mm-hmm. he's a baby hork he's yes. like a toddler um can i just tell you i really like toby um i really enjoyed her i don't know why i enjoyed <laughs> her so much but um you know in the hork chronicles is it Dak? Dak yeah. and me? Yeah. So he was like a seer, but he wasn't like, like you know, he, he got into war only when he was forced to and it took a while. But I gotta say, Toby starts already really hard. Yeah, like, Toby is deep in guerrilla warfare and leading infiltration efforts that she's not telling her allies about because she knows her allies are not really her allies. Like, she's on top of it. And also, I have to say, a thing that I really appreciated about her is when they were talking about how they um, were trying to free more, more Hork-Bajir, and they're talking about kind of the, what's happening and how they need to be strong. And then Tobias realizes one of the things that she's worried about is what happens if humans want to fuck them up, basically. Yeah, that's and, like, what I mean. Your allies are not your allies. Yeah. Like, she is so smart. Yep, totally. 
So, well, yeah. So those are our new characters. Um, let's talk about this book in general. There's a, there's a lot happening uh, that I summarized with just action sequences, which mm-hmm. I don't, they're not relevant. Can we jump right in with one of, it's just a small thing. Yeah. But since we're talking about Cork Bajir already. Yeah. I need to talk about, they're talking about like Beck is missing. They don't know what happened. They're talking about like, you know, what possibly could happen to Beck? Like, did the Yerks get him? Did he wander off and did he get taken by humans? And they are talking about Beck and Axe says, oh, I, I assume that they would just know that this, this child was like an alien or something. And Cassie, okay, so let me just read what this says. Uh, no, not necessarily, Cassie said. Most people don't believe you aliens exist, Rachel said. Axe nodded, a gesture picked up from humans. Then what might a human think this creature is? Deformed, Cassie speculated. Affected by birth defects or seriously sick. The average uh, fairly decent human would probably think of taking it to a hospital, I said, or calling an ambulance. Cassie added, are they saying that someone would look at a hork and think it was a human? Ah, blades. That seems like we should just take them to the hospital. Not We have seen <laughs> a picture of a hork <laughs> on a cover. If I saw one of those, I might assume a Halloween costume? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah, like a, a really human? elaborate uh, theater makeup. What birth defects is Cassie, or what illness is Cassie thinking of? What is the illness that you get where suddenly blades no sprout out of your body? No idea. You know so I weird. love Cassie, and I think she's a very good judge of character and of people. But what humans is she seeing that you could be like, yeah, that's a normal, uh, yeah, like the totally yeah, 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 reptile, yeah. snake head, blades coming out of the hands and feet, seven feet tall, absolutely, yeah. I just read that and I laughed so hard because I was like, what, <laughs> what idiot would think that? Mm-hmm. Truly wild. I just, I just wanted to point that out that, that the team was just like people would like they correct acts that they that the people would not think that was an alien, in order to tell him that they would think it was a human who was sick. Sure, sure. If, yeah. Okay, here's what I think. If if you saw it, well, not necessarily you, but just if somebody saw the hork bajir by itself, maybe a bigfoot style it's like a cryptid in the woods at best yeah at best i don't think you'd mix it up for an animal Mm-mm. i mean if i saw a hork bajir i would immediately know it's a hork bajir but that's well, yeah. because i'm an expert in you've read the animals all yeah, yeah. of this this uh clear scientific it'd be like the new presented the new like animorph county devil you know like the right. devil but animorph county devil yeah exactly uh i i have a couple i have, we have a couple other little things here just like very quick notes. Uh, this is the first indication of time passing since mm-hmm. we understand that it's Tobias's birthday. Um, yes, and also- Otherwise another, we don't have milestones or holidays. No, the only other thing that we know about is that it's been at least long enough for hork to have children and those children to be of an age where they can talk. But we have no idea what that means. Could be yeah. weeks, could be years. Uh, so that's that one. Um, you wrote, why isn't Visser 3 surprised about Ket? What do you mean? When Visser 3 sees Ket, he recognizes Ket, and he's not surprised that Ket is alive. The last time he saw Ket, he thought Ket had been eaten by wolves. Oh my god, that's a really good point. Because that was the end of- And he we calls Ket by that. name, right? Yes, he does. He, um, in the book where Ket and um, the other one, mm-hmm. Dara uh, Hummy, Dara Hummy, yeah. um, when they are set free, 
we talk about this a lot because they jump off the cliff and right. then they get and caught then and they then... pretend to be eaten by wolves yes and viscer three was like oh i don't have to check on them they're dead um and so he doesn't check on them and then when he sees when viscer three shows up and he sees a hork pajir he says ah a renegade hork pajir he said sounding delighted the little runaway and the renegade ket halpak if i'm not mistaken so strange you're right How... okay maybe that's just a plot hole but like that's a that's a weird one so i know Good that catch. We, we did know before this that the horpagier are like raiding some facility but even yeah. then like if they're raiding it's you say it's the reason you wouldn't get enough of a look at somebody to know who they to were know their name yeah. yeah anyway that's just a bit weird plot hole so either mr three did know that they survived but was planning on something and he i don't know there's a plot we haven't heard yet or this is a weird plot hole, but I just thought it was very strange. Is all I could think was, but you think Ket's dead. You should be surprised. Well, that was a really good catch. Um, I have one more little thing. We learned that there's a secret Yerk base that only the hork know about. And yep. I read it and I thought, is this another sharks with ears thing? Is this uh, just bears, with ears? Ba- bears with four ears or something? Like what is, Yeah, no, I don't what know. are you doing in the forest with the Yerk base? Huh? Is that, you got a secret project, Visitor 3? Are we going to get to know what it is? I the Yerks and their secret bases with the uh, strange projects attached. You know they blow up that base and some chips are melting out of some animals. Absolutely. So anyway, all that to say, I'm very excited to hear about what kind of animal has a new chip mm-hmm. and a new body part that doesn't match. And a surprising um, ears. Surprising ears. You know, maybe they're putting ears from one animal onto a different animal. I don't know. Oh, put some rabbit ears. ears on something. Oh, yeah, yeah. could be that. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so something to think about. Yeah, yeah. Keep that in the back of your forward. mind. Yes. All right. Let's get into the meaty stuff. Well, should we talk about? So, I think one of the first things that happens in this book is Tobias is in his field, and he is trying to go after um, the baby rabbits. And what, right. right before he gets one, he has like a flash of a vision where he's being swooped on by a bird, and so he's having. Like he kind of like, is the bird. He is the rabbit, and he's about yeah. to be hunted. So he's having these weird like visions. And I got to tell you, every time that happens in this series, we've had Jake having weird visions and it turned out that it was visions of the future. Yeah. Tobias has had visions. It was the Elemist. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there have been other ones. Those are the two that jump out for me right now. Yeah. Visions seem very relevant. Yes. And like Jake, when he didn't tell me about his visions, it got everybody killed. <laughs> It sure did. Yeah, it so, seems like he probably should tell people about this. Yes, and he doesn't seem to. Because no, I'm waiting because Tobias is usually, I think Tobias tells the team more stuff. I think. I don't think that's true. He keeps you know, a lot I of his he, bird life secret from them. Well, but like, he, they don't even know about bird life, but things like, you know, I don't know, they they have to he saw something he tells them what he saw like i think he's better at telling them things like that like jake doesn't tell anybody anything yeah so, that's true jake jake's a secret keeper um i, don't know. I was he, surprised that tobias didn't say a single word because i should have learned better by now yeah you make a good point that's um irresponsible bird behavior yeah All right? birds share with their friends and what if they're gonna get set into the future again and one of those stupid sario rips and then Tobias needed to tell the gang so they could not all get killed in a forest or something like this. Well, there's an argument to be made that that is what happened to some degree, right? Because he 
the vision he was having was of the bunny being pounced on by a bird yes. and then in the end he does do that pounce thing. on a bunny and kill it yeah. so it's very strange but the other thing that i've noticed is that that section wasn't really explained or at least i didn't feel like it was explained why he was having those visions i interpreted it as uh it's like a self-confidence issue and he's just like i don't know projecting onto the poor bunny is that and what it's like it was his, I don't know. I was I was trying to find some like, you know, fuzzy hippie reason why would this the, be happening? Because it's the not very beginning. At the very beginning, I was like, oh, is this like an Elemist thing? Is like the is the deal yeah, with same. all Tobias books for the rest of time is that if Tobias is the person in the book, the Elemist is showing up. I hope that's not. what I thought it was, but then it just wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think um, I don't know that we're gonna get an answer to that. I think that was mainly a like mystical plot line for this yeah, book. Yeah, I think you're right. But that yeah. definitely was the beginning of the book and it was weird that he didn't say anything to anybody because they should have learned by now. If you have a vision, tell your team. Totally. Do you want to talk about um do you want to talk about Arya? Yes. Yeah. So Arya is this cousin who just turns up and is like, "Oh, yeah. I've been in generic Africa." for a long time so long in fact that i didn't know yeah, that I've, tobias was alone um, yeah i've been in the his... continent of africa and they don't have any um phones in yeah. the entire continent what a dumb plot line it's very strange and she's saying that she's been there so long that she didn't know that tobias was abandoned was she saying that she didn't know that he didn't have parents because he says that he's that been sounds without like his it. parents since he was very young and he, yeah. that's at least 10 years, I'm thinking. Yeah, it's been a decade. And she just like decided, you know, it's been long enough. He's probably grown up enough that I could take him in now and it wouldn't be too much trouble. Like, how would she have no contact with her family, believably, for that long? I mean, she and doesn't. That's why they know immediately that it's a trap. Right. It's just very strange uh, as a, as a, both a plot and also as a, like a cover. Wouldn't it yeah. make more sense for Visser 3 to be like, I don't know, be like morph his aunt or uncle. Yeah, that would have made a lot. Well, that would have made more logical sense. But then uh, the aunt or uncle would have talked to Tobias and he right. would have been like, <laughs> you care about me? This isn't right. You must just be Visser 3. It just the other ways that Visser 3 could have accomplished this goal. But okay, sure. Yeah. It also seems like he could have morphed a bug and just sat in the lawyer's room like there didn't need to be a cousin because the whole premise with the lawyer is like there's a will i need to mm -hmm. read you the will your cousin is fundamentally not really part of that like that's it so visitor three could have just morphed a bug hung out in the room and then when tobias reveals oh my god as this is new information and mm -hmm. you know displays some knowledge of something secret he could jump off the wall morph back into andalite and been like yeah tail sword you know why couldn't he just yerk the lawyer he, the the lawyer is a yerk well so he, the lawyer is a oh, you're right he was a yerk so yeah. why did they need i don't understand what the cousin piece what was the purpose of that yeah that's what i'm saying there's no purpose to it other than to have viscer three in a body walking around no, throughout right. the rest of the plot yeah. it's just it was such a strange plot um i guess i guess he did a, a good job acting mostly it seemed like um, he might have been having fun being in an Arya yeah, body, honestly. Yeah, yeah. He was just, like, cosplaying being a human, and I think he was having a good time. Yeah, I mean, it feels like Visser 3, what he really wants is just to be, like, 
maybe like the lead in a ensemble based reality show where he can just like Absolutely. go around town like uh have some coffee with his friends try on some clothes have a nice time uh, and yeah, then go somebody... back to the hotel yeah 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 i think Mr. three would be really good in like a vanderpump rules spinoff um, yeah Mr. three basically spends a week living in a hotel and then booping around town just living life as aria yeah enjoying the flower market saving a child from a car in order to appear more authentically human like he's really the acting is like top notch i think okay if you close your eyes for a minute and i'm gonna give you this vision of um viscer three he's in his you know glamorous body he's walking around town flower market coffee shop shopping whatever uptown girls playing underneath it as like the absolutely sort of like a montage of how much fun he's having Mm -hmm. wouldn't that make a great show yes i mean i'd watch it in a heartbeat that's it would be so much absolutely fun. yeah it's like the it's kind of like 13 of a... going on 30 and that like yeah. you know in 13 going on 30 she doesn't know like what she's supposed to be doing as an adult uh-huh. same thing but like alien vibes yurky going on human exactly i just it'll be I, a I great spin of it. our of our uh and real houses of animorphs county I think, absolutely i think it'd yeah. be really good i think it'd be i think it'd be great i will um, say the giveaway thing that so there's the helicopter thing but yeah. one of the things that they talk about as like, oh, we should have known this was a, that she wasn't really um, a photographer who had been in Africa because Tobias saw her, saw Visser 3 as Aria looking at uh, herself in a mirror and then adjusting her hair. And he was like, should have known. Nobody who's been a photographer in Africa for many years would check their hair. Yeah. What the F was that? Well, what is I that? was like, what are you talking uh... about? That's a problematic statement on a lot of levels, but like, I just maybe Tobias has been a bird too long, and he's projecting like he would never check his hair because he's a bird. I don't know, but also the dead giveaway while they're watching Arya like go about her day, yeah. she keeps going back to the hotel every couple hours to use yep. the bathroom, and they're like, they're like, ah, yes, a woman, small bladder. She's got to check herself out in the mirror. That makes sense. Every two hours, you return to the hotel just to refresh your womanly self. And they don't see that as a giveaway at all. Well, I think they talk about, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty certain they're, like, they talk about like, oh, why can't she just use like a bathroom outside, yeah. like a public bathroom? Like, oh, women, they don't like using public bathrooms. Yes. Small, shy bladders. You know, she's a classy woman. She would never. I yeah so, it's just very funny the idea that like as a woman every couple of hours you got to go home because you can't use a public bathroom oh no when I when I'm working in the office I commute back and forth five times a day in yeah, order yeah, to yeah. use the the restroom at home absolutely yes it's so funny wild <laughs> it's an insane idea <laughs> yeah and uh Rachel's there like Rachel's yeah. part of that observation piece and she's like yep that tracks Okay, all Visitor 3 had to do, this is all Visitor 3 had to do, is go out shopping with the money that I'm sure Visitor 3 can easily get, load up on stuff. You have to go back to your room so you don't drop the stuff off. That's not a, that's just like Absolutely. a, gotta go back to the room. 10 hour shopping spree. Off. Absolutely, yeah. And then, okay, I'm gonna go back or, out. And then spend a couple now. hours sitting there, typing on a computer, go the to computer the bathroom, away. come yeah, back yeah. out, watch some HGTV, go to the bathroom, also, come back out. A lot of coffee places in particular have single stall bathrooms. Have bathrooms. Well, like a yeah. lot of them have like the ones where it's not even like a stall. Like there's five stalls in a room. It's like 
just a single bathroom. So you don't have to go back to the hotel. You just go to the bathroom. Just go to the bathroom. I also if had she a was just going like, to the bathroom if, a couple hours. What if she like went to a porta potty and then <laughs> Fisher Three had to like unmorph and then he's Andalite. He's like stuck in a porta potty <laughs> and he's got to remorph back to human. I just I think that'd be fun too. You know, I'd like this to watch whole... show that's the adventures of Visser 3 in like a big city, you know? The the whole morphing thing really limits um Visser 3's ability to travel stealthily. Because he can't like get on a plane in a morph. Yeah, no. He has to re- unmorph an airplane. Luckily air he has bathroom. his own plane. Yes, but I'm saying that if he wanted to be like stealthy, you know, going yeah. on a plane to yerk somebody or whatever. I'm just saying. Totally. Totally. Um I don't know. I think that's all we had about Arya. But I just such a strange. It was a funny plot idea. Line. It was a fresh idea. Like I liked it in that it was a, it was an interesting a fresh Visser three plot. Uh, yes, and also I was trying to decide. I thought this was a good Visser three plot or a bad Visser three plot. Mm. Because Visser three plots are usually totally insane and not very good. I, th- I I actually think this was a pretty good one. This was the yeah. social engineering Visser three plot, which is not his usual. And one thing that I learned from this plot, watching Visser three execute his being a human woman plot is Visser 3 does not have the advantage of being inside of a human person where he can like hear their thoughts or like learn from them about how humans behave oh good point yeah and he what he should have done is I was gonna say hire a consultant I guess your consultant consultant whatever you want to do find a consultant to help him plan how to be the most human possible like how I mean, to have it seemed like he accomplished behavior. it, to be honest. He did a good job, but I think he could do even better. And I think the way that you do that is you work with a consultant. I see. I see. An acting or an coach. acting coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think in general, this is a pretty good plan. It is a plan, though, that only works one time. Really? I don't know. If, okay. If any of these other sneakier. kids, if any of the other kids suddenly have a long lost relative who pops up, who's like, oh, I have to talk to you about a will. Or oh, a- that part of the plan. Yes. I meant... Visser 3 morphing into a human and trying to just social engineer situations oh, that, yes, can that absolutely could work infinitely yeah. and I'd enjoy that yeah I think that narratively probably the chess would be limited on how much she does it because if every single book is just guess which one to Visser 3 it would get boring after a while although <laughs> very true. funny that's true um, yeah can I just say it's not in our notes but I just want to say really briefly I got excited at the beginning of this book I was like oh my god Chapman's coming back we haven't seen Chapman in so long yeah, What's me too. To? And then he didn't. He didn't come back. Do you think we're ever yeah, gonna see him again? A... I hope so. He's a weird I, character. I like I'd like him to come back. I want to see more of Chapman and his cat. Uh, yeah, he has a cat. Yeah, give me more Chapman and his cat, less Eric. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No more Eric. Maybe we can <laughs> replace Eric with Chapman. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Should we talk about the big twist? Oh man, there was a huge twist. I so, truly wasn't expecting it. Were you? No, no. no so I was notes, really taken by surprise. So when I was trying to figure out what I thought this would be, and at first I was like, "Is it going to be money?" And then I was like, "No, that doesn't make a ton of sense. That it would be a money thing." And then, and then as they were leading up to it, when they were like, "Oh, it's going to be something about his dad," in my notes I wrote in all caps, "Is Tobias's dad the Elemist?" Which I thought like, that would explain so much about why the Elemist oh, keeps wow. showing up. Yeah. And then it was Elfangor. Um, who shows up with the worst human name of all time <laughs> is Alan Fangor was his human name, um, which I don't know. You've seen Futurama. Uh-huh. There's an episode where um, 
Dr. Zoidberg's like people are invading earth and they infiltrate uh, the human like military ship. Um, and the way they do it is they have one of the like Zoidberg aliens with like a wig on and a mustache to cover up his little mouth tentacles and mm-hmm. um, of, of gloves on his claws to hide the claws. <laughs> and he's Sergeant Q-Man. So this is big human <laughs> energy to me. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Hey, uh, what's your name? Uh, Alan Fangor, Alan, Alan Fangor. <laughs> do you think that his whole life was just him going to the bathroom every two hours to unmore free more? Yeah, I think so. I Also, we didn't actually learn from his letter. What the heck were you doing on earth? Did he just like hop over here for a vacation, met a nice woman and was like, well, maybe I'll stick around. I want to read the letter. Yeah, let's read. Yeah, let me read the letter. Yeah. Okay, let me find it. I have it right up if you want me to read it. It's up to you. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to read it and I'm going to try and skip around all of the like inter bits. Yeah. Uh, Dear Tobias, I am your father. You never knew me and I never knew you. I do not know what your life has been over all these many years. I hope that your mother found someone else to love. I know that all memory of me has been erased from her mind. All evidence of my time on earth has been erased. I am being given this opportunity to communicate with you by the very creature who has erased my life on earth. He has called me back to my duty and I cannot fail. This will all seem very strange to you, my unknown, unseen, unmet son, but I am not one of your people. I have taken on the form of a human, but I am not human. Uh, I was in a terrible war. I did terrible things. I had to, I suppose, but I grew tired of war, so I ran away. I went and hid among the people of Earth, among humans. While on Earth, living as a human, I took the name Alan Fangor. I took the name Alan Fangor, but my true name is Elfangor Sridiol... Shemudal? I don't know how to say his name. Uh, um, okay, let me try. Wait, let me try. Elfengor Shirinial Shamtul. Shamtul. Okay, great. And though you will never know me and we will, we will never meet, I wanted to make sure that you knew my disappearance from your life was not by my choice. I wanted nothing more than to live up my life, loving your mother and loving you as well. But I was part of something larger than myself. I had my duty. There was a great evil I had to fight. There were lives I had to try and save, including yours and your mother's. I am from a race called Andalites. Duty is very important to us, as it is to many, many humans. I cannot say that I love you, my son, because I do not know you. But I do know, but know that I wanted to love you. You could just say you love him. I thought it was that he erased Tobias's mom's memory, but I think it doesn't say that. So I guess Tobias's mom is just like, oh, Alan left me, but never knew that Alan was Elfengor. Yeah, I guess. I have a question. How did he sire a child? Okay, I have so many questions. So, okay, first question. Did she know that he was an Andalite? Because that really, that changes that what does, the That would change is. things, yeah. Because if he knew, if she knew that he was an Andalite, then he could just hang out in an Andalite form. I assume, I don't think the books are going to get that this granular into it. I assume that he had to be a human in order to conceive Tobias right so tobias's biological father is whatever morph alan fangor stole stole to like be a human and his uh spiritual father is elfengor yeah who uh presumably had to get up every two hours to go to the bathroom (laughs) or they just stayed in their house while the windows closed they could just be an andalite form all the time yeah so it really matters what his mom knew Yes. Okay. And then the other thing I've just, just now this occurred to me. 
do you think okay so he had to acquire a morph somehow yeah. there's some guy who he morphed to become alan fangor is that an issue around like consent because now someone has been made a father who wasn't actually a father and if tobias met someone who looked a lot like him he could be like oh i want to do a paternity test and then that guy is yeah. his father yep that's weird and right? that guy like would issue. have no idea or how almost like an immaculate conception i agree that is an issue unless no. unless here's the only way that it could not be that situation is if somehow Elfangor met several humans touched them all at the same time acquired all their morphs mixed them together and now there is a special Alan Fangor in the world that that's a good point that would be okay because then that's not putting responsibility on any one person so yeah I agree with that maybe that's what he did probably not yeah. though that seems like a lot of work for him I will say so I know just somewhere in this season I know one of the books that we're reading is a Megamorphs and it's called Al- uh, Elfangor's Secret well, now we know what that is. It's Tobias. So suspect, this, that's going to have to be the secret. Now, mm-hmm. just just a, I don't know, a theory, an idea, a thought. We know from previous books that Visser Three very particularly hates Elfangor. Like he's a particular, something about Elfangor he hates. Do you think that the problem is that he and uh, Alan Fangor were both competing for the same woman? I hope so. And it's Marco's mom. No, I don't Talk know. About- <laughs> talk about drama i well you have this down here but like what's the deal with tobias's mom then like yes i thought she was dead but she's not dead she just disappeared yes and so i gotta say given that like marco's mom was assumed dead but she just vanished and tobias's mom also vanished i have to assume that tobias's mom is is gonna come back in the picture somehow but I don't think she's going to be a yerk. I actually think that's really unlikely that she'll be a yerk because it seems unsatisfying for her yeah. to be a yerk if also Marco's mom. Like, it's not that interesting. I agree. Also, uh, we haven't said this yet, but that does mean that Axe is Tobias's uncle. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that's why they bonded so well? They didn't actually know, Probably. but actually... Okay, and so then Tobias is not actually part Andalite. No. At all. I mean... Unless... Act- I mean, I guess the sex was not defined i we don't know how alan fangor slash elfangor conceived him but presumably in his human morph but it does seem but you know what now I because think he said be alan fangor but now i think it must be possible that, that that there would be a way for them to be blended only because it does seem like viscer three thinks that maybe uh tobias is the ability to morph or something like he thinks that he's involved with the andalite bandits because he is a child of an andalite like viscer three has some knowledge that implies that that could be theoretically possible that's what i think viscer three is maybe guessing i i interpreted the viscer three thing as like this note says elfangor i fucking hate that guy i'm gonna go see what this the deal with this note is and see if i can get anything out of it and that's literally it just like a little vengeance plot so i'm looking at the chapter where the we get the letter um, and all we know about Elfangor and what his what the deal with this, or not Elfangor, what uh, Visser Three's deal with this was, is Tobias and Arya are talking, and uh, yeah, Arya calls him back and she says, "I I knew your father. We were, shall we say, on the opposite sides of certain issues, but he was no fool." Suddenly, Arya slash Visser Three smiled. It was a faraway smile, like she he was remembering something from long ago. Prince Elfangor was no fool. And the galaxy will not see, soon see his like again. I threw up Did my hand. Date? 
so that's my other theory. Uh, I threw up my hands. Good grief. You're as crazy as he was. I walked out and closed the door behind me. I heard DeGroote say, shouldn't we take him just to be safe? Make him one of us. Arya snorted derisively. He's street trash, a waste of a yerk. Elfangor would be ashamed. His son should be a warrior, a worthy adversary, not some young fool. A pity, really. I think they dated. Okay. I think, this is my, again, my theory. Um, I think they dated. I think they broke up. And I think that there was some arguing over the, over Tobias' mom. I think you're right. I'm very curious where Tobias' mom is and how that's going to come back. And I don't know if Tobias is going to be some sort of chosen one of some kind to. Do you think that the Elemist is involved with Tobias's mom being missing? I hope not. I think he has That to seems be. like too easy of an out. Because I don't think that she's just dead. And I don't think Visser 3 has her either. Because I think that he would have more information. It would be easier to get Tobias. Like, there'd be an easier solution yeah. to, to yeah, yeah. like that. Like, I think there, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me that Visser 3 has her. And I don't, like, and if the, if it turns out that she's just missing and that's just it, like she, I don't know, went on a hike and died, um, that would be really unsatisfying. Like setting her up as being vanished versus dead means that you have to have some solution to where she is. Yeah, I agree. I want a satisfying conclusion for all of this. Like same thing with Marco's mom, right? I need a satisfying conclusion to that. It can't just be, ah, yes, evil woman off somewhere else in the galaxy. Like I need something more than that. My prediction, I'm gonna make a prediction. Uh, we are not going to get an answer to what the deal is with Tobias's mom to like at least another 10 books from now probably more than that I think towards the end of the series yeah I think it's a long con I agree only because um, I know that later in the series we also have the Elemist Chronicles and I bet that the Elemist Chronicles is going to talk about this I gotta be honest I'm not looking forward to the Elemist Chronicles because I think it's going to be um absolutely like way too much deus ex machina stuff just like Mm -hmm. way too much easy plot devices to move the story along in a way that i'm gonna find annoying and if this stuff gets resolved in that mechanism i'm gonna be really sad i i bet that we're not gonna find out more until then because i i just don't see how he's not involved either that the other alternative is that in some way Tobias's mom had an opportunity to work with the Andalites and knew about what was going on with the war and thought it was the right thing to do to leave with the Andalites. And leave her kid behind? Well, but I'm saying that to, that to me is the only other way. To, like, I, I don't I don't think that Visser 3 has her. I don't no. think if the Elem, if she was going with the Elemist, I have to imagine the Elemist would like magic Tobias to somewhere safe or something. I don't know. Right. So I had to think that she chose to leave because she thought whatever she was doing was more was going to protect Tobias better than her staying. Okay. Or well, she had she's knowledge. Probably incorrect about that. Or maybe the the elements didn't uh, adequately erase her memory. I don't know. I just think we're going to have an answer, and, it's, and it better not be Yerks, and it better not be the elements just sent her away. Well, I guess we'll see. You want to talk I about one more thing in... about this book? Yeah. Okay, one more thing. Tobias and Rachel are definitely going to hook up as birds. They are. Like, they there was some hardcore flirting and very close to just straight out saying, I love you, you're my life partner. Yes. Yeah. Which is upsetting since we, we both know that Rachel and Cassie really belong together um, and that Tobias will die an early death as a bird. But regardless, the that was some progress, that. you know? 
Wait, one question. This is the book where mm -hmm. Tobias is planning to become a human after one last thing, right? It, if it was not a trap, that's what he was going yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. So at this point, he's really, he really wants to be with Rachel. Yeah. And yes. did he talk to, did Rachel know he was planning on doing that? No, he didn't tell anybody. Which is probably for the best since it didn't actually happen. It would have got people's hopes up, you know? Yeah, yeah. But in the um, end, uh, Bird Tobias flies into Rachel's room and she gives him a piece of cake and says, happy birthday. Okay, I will say one thing um, is, it's interesting. So this is uh, in the sort of middle end of the book. Um, they, She and Tobias have a whole conversation about talking kind of around being into each other um but then pretty directly talking about it where she talks about how that's it's beyond <laughs> it's got one of my favorite lines um what am i supposed to do tobias i'm a girl you're a bird <laughs> this is way past romeo and juliet montague's in capulets this isn't kate winslet and leonardo DiCap and leo dicaprio coming from different social groups or whatever it's not like you're black and i'm white like cassie and jake no one but a moron cares about that we are we can't hold hands tobias we can't dance we can't go to a movie together I just really love the lines, the line, I'm a girl, you're a bird. <laughs> I'm a girl, you're a bird. Yeah, very um, dramatic. But it does seem interesting. They are talking about all of this. And Rachel's usually the one who is like, do what you have to do to murder as many people as possible. Rachel's the one who says, one more change device, back to human. You'd be free of the stupid war and free of all the danger of living as a hawk. I wouldn't have to worry about you anymore. Yeah. She's the one who suggested he change. Yeah, but he didn't tell her he was going to do it for, yeah. you know, the whole You're thing. Right. Um, I just, again, though, I'm a girl. You're a bird. Yeah, they're, uh, she's definitely going to acquire a female red-tailed hawk morph, and they're going to have a good time. I guess you wouldn't have to worry about They're not going to tell sex. us about it in the book, but they're going to. I guess you wouldn't have to worry about safer sex then, because you wouldn't, if yeah, she was exactly. just morphed back to human, no big deal. Right, no big deal. How romantic! Wow. Mm, the romance of relationship. I'm, yeah. Anyway, you want to go study hall? Yeah, I guess let's do it. All right, study hall number one. I mean, we're always here. Animal mm -hmm. time, biology class. But I think it's a little um, bit of a different biology class. It's usually we're talking about a more. Yeah. And so, this is something a little different. Tobias kills a bunny mom, mm -hmm. a rabbit mama, and then uh, adopts her rabbit babies. Yes. Um, why? I don't know. Um, he says that he hears his father's message. This is what he says. He's like, a, he's going to kill the rabbit. And then he's talking about how he is a predator and also a human. Um, I had heard my father's message come down through the years. Now I heard the message my own mind was telling me. You are both, Tobias, hawk and human. You will always be. You will always kill to eat. And you will always regret. Uh, it's a wrong situation, I guess. My duty is to be what I am. A hawk, a boy, instinct, an emotion. I'll have to go on walking on that tightrope. So that's why. Is he going to... So he, he like morphs into a bunny mom and he's like, I'm going to care for these babies. But then he's going to morph back into a bird and just murder them? No, I think he's saying that he wouldn't kill them. But he has to eat. They're the only he rabbits says, in I his field. To, 
I killed to eat, but I didn't need to eat these little ones. These, I would say, these little ones I could pity. That was the human thing to do. For that day. Okay, but here's the thing. So it's the way this book is ending. It sounds like he has solved the problem of another red-tailed hawk moving in on his territory by becoming a rabbit and also a hawk. Yeah. But that wouldn't solve the problem, would it? No, that hawk would have to have a hawk battle and kill the hawk to make it go away. I was hoping there would be a hawk battle. It's like David 2.0. Yeah. I don't... This, okay. Tobias talks a lot about how he is a hawk. And I know at this point in the book, the idea is that he's like not just a hawk, he's both a hawk and a human. But aren't there easier solutions to this problem? And just the bird plan, the, the rabbit plan doesn't make a ton of sense because he's going to spend his whole time, all his time in this field now being a rabbit mom. Well, he also talks about this at the beginning of the book that like hawks don't kill bunny moms. They kill bunny babies because the bunny mom can have more babies and keep the food supply going. And like, that's how hawks hunt. Right. And then he does the exact opposite in a way that will guarantee that the other hawk will fly in and eat the little babies. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of yeah. sense. And it also, I don't understand how Tobias won't get eaten by the other hawk because no, I don't either. he has to come out of the little burrow or whatever and morph. And even if the other hawk is just fast enough, I guess Tobias can morph, but mid being eaten? Is that what the plan is? I don't know. I didn't understand the plan. I literally read this and I was like, Oh, he's having a bad day. I don't know. Like, I he's just doing chaotic things at this point. It's, this feels like big Cassie becoming the skunk mom energy because she feels bad. And that wasn't a great plan either. No, yeah. I don't think um, they should try to heal their trauma by um, adopting baby animals. I don't think that's the move. I will say in his defense, it's not like he can go to a therapist. There aren't a ton of bird therapists. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's in his defense, that's true. But I just don't understand what his plan is. Uh, you know, also... he could get a therapist who is blind and thought speak at them. But I think a blind person can tell thought speak versus out loud speaking. Uh, I don't know. I got the impression when they talk to strangers that don't know about thought speak that they don't necessarily know that it's thought speak. Like they just they interpret it as I've heard something. I guess you're right. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, that's going to be a challenge. He doesn't have hands to go on the computer and look up therapists who are also blind. And the insurance. Boy, yes. He doesn't have a credit card to pay for it. Nothing. Yeah. Um, Do you think this will impact like the the habitat in the field now that he's protecting animals at random? Probably. Yeah. And I mean, again, again, he's going to have to fight that other hawk. Yeah, absolutely. Why, it's not is, none of this is good or a balanced ecosystem. It's Even very though strange. he continually is like, I'm a hawk. I keep the balance. Now he's just thrown off the balance and he's like, I'm a boy in a hawk. Do you think there's another way? Because I think what she's trying to accomplish is to bias starting the book feeling like I'm a hawk, so I can't have human feelings. And then like the end of the book is him coming to terms with he's being part of both. And that's kind of that's him both being coming to terms with the fact that he's part human part hawk and then also coming to terms with like his his dad being Elfingor. do you think there's another way for her to accomplish the same thing without this dumb plot thing 
maybe i still have time thinking about how how else would you accomplish this because i don't like the end of this i think it's weird and it doesn't make a lot of sense no i agree also i don't know anything about rabbits um all right class two yep class two All right. right. There's a new one. Home economics. Home economics. Dwayne, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, What kind of cake do you give your Birdman boyfriend on his birthday? Okay, so I've actually thought about this. Um, Mm -hmm. So it depends on if he's in hawk form or he's in boy form. Hawk form. Okay. So when my cat turned 17, we had a birthday party for him. Uh, You know, quarantine birthday party. So it was just us in the house. and my brother's girlfriend made him a uh, a cake out of tuna. She like put little tuna in a little cupcake thing with a little bit of cheese in there and a little bit oh of flour gosh. to bind it together. And she baked it. The whole house smelled like tuna. Terrible. However, yeah. he really enjoyed it. Um, so I think you figure out, I don't know, talk to Cassie because Cassie definitely has the like the hookup for, yeah, for like shredded animal, animal parts. Yeah. Um, you get shred up some mice, I guess, or like other meat products that birds like. Chicken? You know what I, I was picturing? What? I was picturing like um you ever seen those pictures of like people making sushi cakes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like where they have like like a layer of like the rice and then a layer of fish and right and like doing one of those, but yeah, like yeah. with raw meat. No, I think that would be great. With, I think that's what you with have to game. Do. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. And then then you have you know, a baked cake. You you have tell them to morph back to your boy form so you can enjoy a piece of sugary cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you get the best of both worlds in that situation, right? You know, you get a little right. little meat cake, a little sweet cake. Exactly. What kind of sweet cake would you give your hawk boy boyfriend who can't normally eat sugar? So party wants to do a red velvet cake because I think that'll remind him of all the red meat that he's eating. Sure. <laughs> um <laughs> Maybe like you make the cake in the shape of like a rabbit to really like, (laughs) (laughs) well, like, I don't know. There was a trend. And he could like tear into it. Yeah. It was like a trend in weddings for a minute there where like the groom's cake would be like an armadillo or something, but it would be red velvet cake. (laughs) So I think what you kind of got to go with, right? Like a mouse cupcake or whatever. Um, and that way he can have a little mouse meat cake and a little mouse sweet cake. And I think it'll be very good for him. I was thinking carrot cake because he doesn't eat any vegetables. Oh, but carrot cake is not, like... it's not, carrot cake is a lesser cake. Carrot cake's delicious. It's a lesser cake. It often has Cream raisins. cheese frosting? I, I mean... love cream cheese frosting. But again, carrot cake usually has raisins. Oh, no, I don't put raisins in my carrot cake. Okay, Absolutely well, then that's not. fine. No, no. It's I just like... a spiced cake with carrots in it. I don't usually love carrot cake. Um, red velvet cake also has cream cheese frosting, so I can get true. cream cheese frosting and not eat carrot cake. Very true. Good point. Cream cheese frosting is definitely the best part of both those cakes. It is. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad that we are a pro cream cheese frosting podcast. Absolutely, we are. That's yes. frosting. Um, yeah, I I like the idea of a red velvet just because of the theme factor. Uh, I, I, think I agree. Cake- I like the artistry of your idea. Yeah. Look, you know? You got to go the extra mile. He's had a rough time. He's not eating a ton of people food. Absolutely. You he doesn't even well, remember like... when his birthday is. Yeah. You, you, the hawk boy, boyfriend, girlfriend, you, the girlfriend of the hawk boy, have to go to the school, break into the files and find out when his birthday is. Yeah, I guess. I mean, she did. 
Yeah. You write that write that on the calendar so you don't forget again. Totally. Do you think we're gonna so get we're more t- birthdays? I don't know. It feels like I birthdays so. aren't important want, for anybody else. I want some more more uh timelines. They should do a birthday for Axe so that they can introduce him to birthday foods. Yeah, yeah. All should right. we uh you want to read the back of the book? Yes. So the next book is we're we're leaving the main series for a minute and we're gonna mm-hmm. go to the Andalite Chronicles. Um so the yeah. front of the book, it's um <laughs> it's an andalite but he's like really muscular um and i know we, uh, we can i see had, uh, i don't have the book with me I have oh yeah the, you don't have the book right 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 i'm gonna um, he's very muscular and i know that we've described the andalites having weak boy arms but this andalite does not have weak boy arms also behind him it seems to be tree height asparagus or he's very short one of the two is happening yes i agree it is tree height asparagus and he is ripped he is truly ripped. He's ripped and he has too many abs. <laughs> he really does. And and like muscles in weird places. Anyway. He's got abs on both his, the upper torso and the middle torso. Like the horse he's part. Got, he's got abs in both. What I'm guessing are ribs, but kind of look like abs also. That's what I mean. His, like on the horse part of the body. No, no, no. Like up on his chest. Oh. Almost under his arm. Yeah, you're right. That's, mm-hmm. yep. He's too muscular. Yeah. I don't. I think this is a hypersexualized version of the Andalite Chronicles. Let's go back to the one maybe that has weak boy arms and no body. Maybe. And can I picture this really quickly before I tell you what the back of the book says? Yeah. Um, is this how he seduced Tobias's mom by being this rich? <laughs> he just showed up and was like, I have twice as many muscles as humans have. Okay. Breathe uh, okay. Me. So this one, a little like tagline on the front says, before the Animorphs, dot, 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 there was Elfengor. I will say Animorphs is written as the Animorphs logo. It's not just the word Animorphs. Excellent. Uh, which I think is very funny. So the back of this book, according to the one I have from Animorphs fandom wiki, um, God, it's got his name again. I'm not going to say his full name. No. Okay, all right. All right. Just his okay. first name. Maybe I can do it. Let's see. His name is Elfangor Shamtool. <laughs> An Andalite war prince. The one who gave five young humans the ability to morph into any animal they touch. They are still out there fighting an evil so powerful there isn't a moment that goes by when they can actually feel safe. Their story continues. But this is how it all began. The story that came before Animorphs. Okay, well, that tells us nothing. Um, I just want to say I'm looking on the Amazon page because neither of us have this book. Mm -hmm. And it says it is 326 pages. Yeah, I'm a little bit dreading it. Um, I will tell you what, what I have learned briefly is kind of scrolling around is that, um, it's made of three books that oh, like together. three separate books. Okay. Well, I don't, I think it's like, I don't know if it's like books, but it's, if you look at the, the way it's listed on Amazon, it's the Andalite Chronicles, Elfingor's Journey, A Lauren's Choice, and Alien Dies. So that's what we're getting into. Um, the little, yeah, this. The little like blurb on Amazon says, in a three-part saga that describes the life of Elfangor, the war prince finds himself on planet Earth, fails in his mission to return two humans to their own world and finds five special young people. So I guess we're going to find that a lot. We won't find out, my guess, is what happens to Tobias's mom because that, that seems like not him. in scope for this book. Yeah, yeah. 
But um, yeah, I will tell you, I just scrolled down to look at the ratings. It's got a yeah, lot of me five too. stars. It has 83 five-star ratings. So wow. that's cool. So maybe it'll be really good. Maybe it'll be good. We'll see. I well, will tell okay. you what is not what is not promising to me is it says like reviews that mention it has like different, you know, hot common words. And the number one thing that comes up is time matrix. Oh fucking God. So I'm always a with the time travel. I'm a little worried, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, then that was the book that we'll be reading next week. Thanks for listening. If you want to find us, we're on Instagram at the book report pod. Mm-hmm. And we're on Facebook. I think just the book report. Book report. Yep. Just the book you report. Can email us at uh, we love animorphs at gmail.com. If you've got spoilers, don't send them. But don't. if you have something that has spoilers in it, but you think we have to see it, just put spoilers in these subject lines so we know to have someone else read it for us. Um, and then rate and review us on whatever you listen to your podcasts on. If you've got a good review, I guess we'll read it or something, or we won't. I don't know. Give us five stars. Yeah, I don't know either, but you know, we would appreciate it. Say something nice about us. It makes us happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you all next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, we yes, usually talk yes. about what those are mm-hmm. kef something kefir kef you know it. like the yogurt kefir yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um